Real Church Matters, episode 31. I'm here with... Antoinette Allen. Antoinette Allen. I'm Forrest Hall. Once again, Real Church Matters, where we talk about Real Church Matters, because Real Real Church Church Matters. matters. Let's get to the housekeeping first and foremost. RealChurchMatters.com. That's the website. It'll house the podcast, as well as links to the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitter Shout out to uh, my cousin Rudy. Hello, she's started listening and. Um, hey, Rudy. Yeah, so we're excited about people who are continuing to, to join us. Um, Angie, hi, hey Angie. Hey Angie. <laughs> <laughs> she she is uh, listening now as yeah. well. She, we're creating a nice little community. Yeah, yeah, and, and I loved it. Um, you know, it's not just uh, strangers now. Some know us right are getting to know the podcast and i think that's pretty cool um like i said everybody just share it just continue to shout us out we love when people share it with their friends and family on facebook we thank you to those who do that we we love it when you write reviews yes we love it when you um, retweet it repost it um hey be creative with it make a video uh, talking about the subject. Screenshot you listening to it, like anything. All of that. <laughs> I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's all so that we can spread the word. The more people that are listening, the more that I'm getting closer to the goal that God laid on my heart, which was to amplify the signal. That's right. You know, I, I started out in 2015, uh, well, it was 2016, sharing messages with people. Just through Via the phone. text message, yeah. Just text message. You end up getting to 60-something people. And just to be able to um, expand that and widen that um, is a blessing. So please, by all means, understand if we we're really want you to shout us out, not to make us famous, but to get the word in people's ears. Because yeah. we, we honestly do feel like we're, we're making an impact. We're putting a black eye on Satan's agenda. <laughs> um, go do likewise. Do likewise. Um, yeah, you can go to likewiselife.com to check out any of my old blogs and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at go do likewise. Um, and I'm also happy to announce t shirts. I have shirts on sale as well as World Church Matters. We have a slew of, uh, not a slew, but a couple of shirts that you can purchase. There's four of them. I guess that's slewish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so start. yeah, you can go on the website. There's a link for that as well. I think I, I made I call it store or something. But just upper right hand corner, you'll see a link for that. Wrap us. This is the part of the sharing that we're talking about. People see your shirt, and they might be like, "Yo, what's that?" Right, exactly. And for those who are uh, have given through Patreon, uh, your T-shirts are on the way. They have been shipped out to you. Yep. They should hit your mailbox if you reply to the email couple of people haven't replied to the email with your shirt sizes. Make sure we get your shirt sizes because we want to make sure we bless you. And for those of you who have not given, you can give going to patreon.com forward slash Real Church Matters. There's also a link on the website. We fixed it. Yep. It works. And you can donate as low as a dollar. Every little bit, you know, helps support what we're trying to do. And if you donate more than $10, $10 or more, you get a free T-shirt. You get a free T-shirt, and each and every person who donates gets an exclusive uh, bonus episodes um, called A Little More Matters. Yep. And so with that being said, even though 
We appreciate the audience. It's always obedience over, over audience. audience. But since we have an audience, let's get to let's it. Let's get to it. Episode 31 is about losing weight. <laughs> losing weight. But not losing weight like you think. I, I realized um, when I was in a doctor's this week, and he was talking to me about losing weight, and he was saying that we have a hard time losing weight because oftentimes we're not set up in our minds to naturally want to lose things. So he said sometimes he just tells people, you're not losing weight, you're gaining health. Mm. So did they understand it? Not to focus on the losing part, but to focus on the gaining. It's what you gain in the loss that makes the loss worth it. Yeah. I, I even think about, like, when I've done diets before, like, you try to do the, like, lose 10 pounds and stuff, and you may lose it, but it just it only lasts a couple months, and you gain it right back because you didn't really change your lifestyle. Yeah. You weren't focused on what you were gaining. Mm-hmm. You were focusing on losing. Yep. And since we are focusing on losing, we end up losing out a lot of times as Christians because the focus in the messaging, the focus in the the conversation is always about not sinning, but never about what not sinning positively does to our lives. Mm -hmm. And this is why people are constantly arguing, like they're looking in the Bible like, why can't I smoke? Why can't I drink? Why can't I have sex before marriage? Why are these things such a big deal? It's That's, so much focus yeah. on those things that honestly, how do you expect anybody to lose when they don't know why they're losing or what they benefit from losing? Yes. They're just focused on the fact that they're losing something. Mm-hmm. And then even with Jesus, with his, with his messaging, he was always talking about you know, putting on this new mind of Christ and stuff like that. He wasn't really focusing on, you know, stop doing all this stuff. He focused on what you're yeah, he, getting he, out he of this. Yeah, he definitely spoke about it, but I get what you're saying. His focus was in what you gained. Like he would make someone whole, and then as an afterthought, he would say, now go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. It's like, of course, it, he gave them the the mandate to sin no more, but it was after he gave them something that made sinning worthless. They gained a new valuable thing that made the idea of sinning worthless. Those people didn't hear go sin no more and they walked away sad. Those people heard sin no more and was like, yes, sir, I can do it. (laughs) Yes, I I gained this. You've given me something that allows me to walk in a power and a victory that, that honestly we don't focus on as believers. And that's why I think a lot of people are sad when they have to lose weight. Yeah. They're sad when they have to go on a diet because they don't understand why they can't enjoy the delectable, <laughs> decadent food. They just I thought you were going to say euphoric. <laughs> you, euphoric. Just, uh, it's, it makes you feel so good to eat mm-hmm. those things that are good, that are feel good. Pleasurable. Pleasurable. Yeah. And the same thing in, the, in, in uh, as Christians, we can be so caught up in the fun, pleasurable things of life, and they are fun, they are pleasurable. Undeniable. Undeniably. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for us to see how we can let that go. But today we're going to talk about it because I want you guys to let it go. Yeah. I don't want you to let it go because it's bad. I want you to let it go because it's something better. That's right. 
there's something better for you. <laughs> We're done with the days of stop going to the club. L- like going to the club is the problem. The problem is, is that you don't see that there's something better. better. Yep. Something better. Mm-hmm. The person is always going to eat the burger if they don't realize that there's something better yeah. for them. Or even when you think of people in like low income areas, they wonder why these kids can't, you know, achieve anything greater and stuff like that. And it's just like they don't know anything better. They haven't seen. You haven't the, shown them. You haven't better. shown them better. You yeah. haven't told them that there's better. Um, and and that's what we're going to get to today. Yep. So we're starting off with Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one. He says, "Wherefore, seeing we are all, we also are." compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Mm. The problem is, is that since we stop it at lay aside the sin that so easily besets us, Mm -hmm. we never get to the point where he's telling us why. We have to lay something aside so that we can run the race. Yep. The problem is is that living life is hindering us from having life. Living life is hindering us from having life. Mm -hmm. We We are not realizing that we want life, but the life we're living is hindering us from getting life. Yep. He said he wanted to give you life and life more abundantly. If you want life more abundantly, you're going to have to let go of something. Mm -hmm. In order to go higher, you got to let go of some weight. Weight pulls us down. It does. It's not that sinning, not sinning gets you into heaven. It's that not sinning gives you the ability to get into heaven. That's right. There's tons of people who who are not going to sin. Who 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 are, will live a life of no sin, and no quote unquote no sin. quote unquote <laughs> sin in that way, but Jesus said those people they'll say Lord Lord and He won't let them in. Yeah, because even though they're not doing the sins that we see, there's something still weighing on them. Yeah, we're so focused on these the things that you're doing, but not on the true weight. Mm-hmm. There's a weight that we're carrying. He says, we got to lay that aside so we can finish the race. Christians are trying to figure out how they can hold the weight and win the race. (laughs) You can't do both. Mm -mm. You can't. Not only is it going to slow you down, it's going to make you stop. (laughs) It's going to make you give up because you're going to be like, this is too hard. It wouldn't be so hard if you let go of the weight. Lay aside the weight. We're looking at this all wrong. We have to let go of some weight. What is the weight that's besetting us? Beset means trouble us, threaten us persistently. Mm. What is these things that's weighing on us and besetting us? When we talk about physical weight, people don't realize that when you are overweight, you are constantly in a life-threatening position. Mm -hmm. At any point, you could have a heart attack. Any point, you could have a stroke. You don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. Even though you feel fine now, you are potentially, you are always in a potentially dangerous situation, a life-threatening situation, yeah. because you are carrying something that's life-threatening. Yeah, and then all the things that being overweight brings, like all the you know high cholesterol, high blood pressure, like like you said, all of those things make it. They more are threat- besetting you. Yeah. 
They are threatening you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter your good intentions. It doesn't matter that you want to live. Mm-hmm. You can want to live all day. If you're overweight, you are threatening your desire yep. to live. Mm-hmm. As a Christian, you can want to go to heaven all day. You can want to be right all day. But there are certain things that we are carrying in our hearts, carrying in our minds that is preventing us and threatening us in a life-threatening way. They are preventing us from receiving life abundantly. Yeah, I think for me, realizing a lot of the weight so-called that I dealt with was my desires. Like probably most people do is, you know, dealing with you not living a way that everything is about getting what you want out of things. Everything's not about your happiness. Everything's not about, you know, things working out. Life. Yeah, that's and how that, people define and, and that's why life. we say living life hinders us from having life. Yep. Because when life is all about you, you can't be all about life. You can't tell me that you're all about heaven, that you're heaven-minded when you're earthly focused. Yeah. You can't. Your focus defines your mind. <laughs> it, it shows us. The Bible says it. He said the man that has a healthy eye, his eye is full of light. Mm-hmm. He said the man that has an unhealthy eye, his eye is dim. He said that man, he can't receive. Yep. The kingdom because his eyes focused on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Just a perfect example of that because you moved into something that's important because a lot of people be like, what you mean living life is hindering me from having life? Mm-hmm. What do you mean there's a weight? What is that weight? And it is part of it desire, but it's more or less how we look at the world based on our desire. Desires. Right. And so we look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 through 26, and Jesus is beginning to tell the disciples that he has to go to Jerusalem and he has to suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, basically the Jews, and he has to be killed. Mm -hmm. And on the third day, he'll be raised up. And Peter took him to the side and rebuked. Jesus, Mm. saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. He turned to Peter, Jesus did, and said, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. Mm. Let's just stop for a second there. (laughs) How was Peter a hindrance to him? Because Peter was caught up in this life. That he didn't understand that being caught up in this life was hindering the life to come. Yeah. Jesus said, you're a hindrance to me. Yeah, or even when we think of it like a weight, that, that's he became more of a weight he or a burden a for, for Jesus. Yeah. A burden. Jesus didn't say you're a hindrance to yourself. He said, you're a hindrance to me. Mm-hmm. I have a job to do. As a believer, we're supposed to live for life abundantly. That's right. We're not supposed to live for life now. But that's all people do is remind you of the all now. All they do <laughs> is pull you back into life right now. Yep. They pull you into here and now, yep. not the there and forever. Mm-hmm. They pull you into the here and now, not the there and forever. And so we're hindered. We have to start to rebuke people like that. We got to start to get them out of our faces. Mm-hmm. We can't play around with people who are constantly bringing us back to a place to say, you going to church? Far be it from you. 
to do all of that. You don't have to do all of that. So you're not going to party with me no more. You're not going to drink with me no more. Far be it from you to do all of that. You don't have to do that. That doesn't have to be you. Mm-hmm. So you're just not going to date. How are you going to know who your husband is? You're just not going to be out here letting these guys know you're available. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get that man of your dreams if you ain't dreaming about him? Mm-hmm. This is what people do. They yeah. want to bring you to the place. And Jesus is saying, our response to that has to be, you're, tr- you're a hindrance to me. Yeah. They're it's trying like, to it's, weigh me down. It's like people want to remind you of your humanity. It's like that's all they want to do. They want to remind you we're here. Like all that other stuff yeah. you're talking about. Because nah. we did. He took <laughs> Jesus out. He said, bro, we here right now. Yes. We got, we got numbers. <laughs> we got swords. We get swords. Right. They come all they want. These these are just priests. Mm-hmm. These ain't soldiers. These are just chief scribes. They, <laughs> they they wield pens. They don't wield swords. Mm-hmm. We want we we could take them out. She's like, no 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 no. This is a bigger picture to this thing. Yeah, our life is part of a bigger picture. We don't understand that life more abundantly means that you're living for something greater than you. Yep. Because you want something greater than this life. You must live greater than this life. That's right. You have to live beyond you. How are you going to do that? They tell me I got to lose weight. I got to exercise. That means I have to do things right now for a greater thing than right now. Yes. Because there's a lot of things that are great, but they're only great right now. now. Yep. But there's some greater things that are greater because they're not just for the now, they're for forever. And we have to think like that. When we sit and have conversations about why we can't do this or why we can't do that, when I sit and I hear people talking about, God, you know, I've been praying for him to stop, take the taste of liquor out of my mouth. and I've been praying to stop smoking cigarettes. We're so focused on these minute details that we don't realize that if you saw those things as hindering you from life abundantly, you wouldn't be sitting here talking about take the taste away. (laughs) You would be like, I think I'm good. Yes, it changes the the real fight. It's like you're not fighting something that's just like there. You're fighting something that's literally trying to hinder you. People having conversations talk about, I got faith for this, but I don't have faith to stop drinking. That's because you don't see drinking as hindering you from life abundantly. You don't even see drinking as destroying your body, even though it is. It is destroying your body (laughs) from your kidney to your liver to your stomach. It's destroying your body, but you don't see it that way because it doesn't happen immediately. And you don't see that it's life-threatening to life abundantly because it don't happen immediately. That's why they tried to have all those commercials back in the day, like the no smoking, and they'll show like the heart that's like black and then try to do all that never, stuff. Never I mean, the lungs. Any, yeah, yeah, it never phased anybody. Nope. Sit there and watch <laughs> it and then still leave this earth with the same black lungs that look like somebody just hooked their mouth to the exhaust of a car yeah. and just let them breathe. But that's what happens is that when people can't see life abundantly, threatening their very life, don't phase them. It don't. Yeah, that's true. It don't phase them. Mm-mm. People take kids to go. Like we it's, said, it's nothing better. They don't see the better. It's so. nothing better. Yeah. It's no different than you take kids to go to scared straight. <laughs> you think that you're scaring them straight because you're showing them some people in jail? That's not going to affirm their life change. 
Nope. The life change will change when they see there's something greater right. than this life. There's something greater than right now. Mm-hmm. There's something more than the here and now. There's the there and forever. We have to start to live so that we might have life, not live so we can live life. That's right. Everybody wants to be having the time of their lives. But what happens when the time of your life stops? Come on, let's, let's be real with it. He said, you're a hindrance to me. Why is Peter a hindrance to him? This is why. Why is it that we are easily beset? Mm. Why is it that we are living life but not having life? Because we set our minds on the things of man yep. and not the things of God. We're, our minds are focused on these earthly things. And so we wonder why our bodies and our spirits won't go any further than this earth. Yep. If you want to be in heaven, you want to have to think heavenly minded. Yeah. Even when you think of most of the problems people have, it's not like, oh, I don't know if I'm, you know, going to heaven or not. No, most of their problems are about, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how my brother's going to get out of jail. Like, it's always stuff like you said, yeah. of this earth. The conversation with God is never about being with him. The conversation with God is always about what can you give to me? Yeah. The prayers, the motivations, the reason you come to church. Sermons. Sermons. Everything's catered around what God can offer you. Mm-hmm. Never is it catered around what you are trying to get with God. And only from God. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get with God. You can, he can stay where he at. He high up in heaven. You can stay right there. Just bring my shipping. <laughs> Ship me my blessing. FedEx me my blessing. Run me my blessing. <laughs> Just get me my blessing. That's yeah. all I want. I don't want you. That's why the prayers are very quick yep. and to the point. That's why the, the prayers turn into requests. Yeah. And there's more supplication than intimacy. Mm. That's why the, the, the conversations are me-centered and not God-centered. That's why the worship is full of tears. You know, half the time these people are crying because of the life that they're living, mm-hmm. not the life that they desire. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Most of the time people ain't, you're, you, they up here and they're in a situation in their minds that they're struggling with now. They ain't focused on there and forever. And I focus on heaven. He said, when you focus on the things of man and not the things of God, you are a hindrance to yourself and others. The believer can't be like that. He told the disciples, he turned to all of them after that. He said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself Mm. and take up his cross and follow me. You cannot take up your cross if you have not denied yourself, yeah. you, you don't have you. You're not that strong. The cross got its own weight. Mm. You can't have you, the weight of you mm. and the cross on you. 
You have to deny yourself. You got to lose some weight so you can gain some weight. That's right. You got to lose something so you can gain it. You can't throw that cross on. That's so true because even when you think of the sufferings, when he talks about fellowship and the sufferings, what makes you think if you can't even deny yourself that you can begin to even think that you can deal with the sufferings that Christ went through? If you're still connected to this world, you're going to love it too much to let it go. Yep. You can't take your cross because your cross means that you are willing to let go of all of this for some of him. That's right. But if you still ain't deny yourself, then you ain't going to let go of some of you to get some of him. Yeah. But the, and that goes with what we were talking about in the last podcast about how it's always a hung jury, like how Christians are so like in between and always in this in why between you, land. Why are you in between? Yeah. One hand is on the cross. The other hand is on you. Mm-hmm. You need two hands on the cross, baby. You got to have put two hands. You got to let go of you. They trying to figure out. It's so hard. It's so hard being a Christian. You got some weight, some extra weight. You got to let go of something. Mm -hmm. That's that's how it was on uh, on Titanic. They all jumped off onto them lifeboats, but it was so many people getting on the boats, they started to sink. They like... They pushing people off. Like, you got to go. If you don't go, we all going to die. We don't realize that. We try to hold on to the cross. We try to read our word. We try to pray and still hold on to you. (laughs) And you sinking. Yeah. You sinking. And and to take it back to our whole weight loss thing, you working out and all that, but you eating whatever you want. It's like the same thing. You can't. You're still going to be in a life-threatening position. Yep. Still. We have to make a decision to take up our cross by denying ourselves. You can't do both. You can't, you can't have you and God. You got to let go. Mm-hmm. It, there's only room for God in our hearts. If you, It's like having a small apartment and you know somebody don't got a place to stay. And you, they like, can, can I stay with you? You're like, listen, I don't even have a bedroom. <laughs> I got, I got a little studio. studio. I got a little studio joint. I don't have much room. It's going to be cramped. You maybe can stay a night or two, but if you stay longer than a week or so, we're going to be ready to kill each other because it's just too cramped. It's too, cramped. It's too tight. This is how we are. Mm-hmm. We try to invite God into our lives, but we ain't kick ourselves out. It's it's too at first we like it's kind of tight but it's okay because we cool with each other I like God he come over even though it's all cramped <laughs> next thing you know he's making himself way too comfortable for you mm-hmm. and you like no no God gotta go something gotta something go. gotta go and God like I know I've been I've been <laughs> waiting for you to get out and you still feel like it's your place yeah. it's not your place it's not your body mm-hmm. he made this body for him. He did. He made this body for him. He did not make you for somebody else. Contrary to popular belief. They be like, God made you just for me. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Sounds good in the vows, (laughs) but I vow to you. No, he didn't. Promise. He made you for him. Yep. He made you for him. And if you got two people that got him in them, they can actually have something. Because guess what? God will be pleased in their union. Yeah. Cause it's just more of what? Him. Him. Yeah. We're gonna talk about marriage. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that stuff. I don't sometimes you get caught up in it. 
the next part of it, he told them, whoever would save his life and lose it. Will lose it. Will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. He says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world before it fits his soul? Mm. This is something I said in Bible study. I didn't say it on podcast, so I'm going to say it on podcast. This body is a box. It houses precious cargo, our soul, our spirit. Once we lose that spirit, the box, the body is nothing. You know, we put put the body in. We put the box in another box. (laughs) We sit it right in another casket. This is what we do with a soda can. We paid a dollar for a soda. It it was worth something until you drunk everything in it. And now you just throw that in the trash. Maybe recycle it. Maybe Maybe. recycle. (laughs) So really what you paid for was just the liquid in the container. Just the content. Yep. What did Jesus pay the price for? He didn't pay the price for your body. No matter how tight it looked or no matter how bad it looked, whatever it is, you are catering to something Jesus ain't even died for. Mm. What did Mm -hmm. he die for? He died for what that body houses. Mm. That body houses a spirit, a soul, and that's what matters to him. And he said, you can lavish your body with all of the world's riches. But what will it matter if you forfeit what the body houses? And that's what we do when we spend, like you said, all that time investing into our flesh and our desires and all that stuff. That's all we're doing. That's what Peter was doing. He was investing in the flesh of Jesus. Mm. Mm. That's what people do. That's what people do. Yes. It, if Peter said that to anybody else, they would have hugged him like, thank you, Peter, for caring about me. Nobody else cared. <laughs> nobody else cared about me, Peter. Peter's like, yes, it's okay, Jesus. Ain't nobody going to touch you. That's what we want to hear, too. Family over everything. Hashtag family over everything. Jesus is my homie. I'm his rider. Brothers for life. Brothers for life. You know, bros (laughs) over Pharisees, right? All of that. But Jesus said, no. You care about my body Mm. more than you care about my spirit. My and women, spirit. women real popular for saying that oh, too. Oh, yes, like. <laughs> yes. People, the, the church is built off the backs of women who we have catered to their flesh more than their spirit. That's true. I ain't going to say no names, but there's a, there's a certain person who built his whole career off of loosened women, telling women that they aren't loosed. What is he doing? Is it re- he's catering to the pain that they felt yeah. in the body, yep. but not showing them how to truly lay aside the weight that so easily besets them. Yeah. So they won't forfeit their souls. So we sitting there and we talking about what their daddy did to them instead of them laying aside the hurt, the pain, the anguish, the resentment, the bitterness, laying it aside. Because it is the true reason that they are bound. Yep. Not the, what the person did to them, but how they hold on to the trauma of it. That's true. The, we don't want people to be free. The church don't want people to be free. If you be free, you might not stay at their church. Yeah, 
Because even making movies about it and talking about it all the time is feeding into it. Everybody's Because if that's the in. case, Jesus would have went on with him like, oh, for real, yeah? I, this should have never happened to me? Oh, yeah. I want y'all <laughs> to do that. I want you to Just every now and then, go and search those channels where these pastors are preaching. Listen to what they're focused on. They're talking to you based on scriptures, but dealing with the things of man. Sure. They're not talking to you about the things of God. The things you're gaining. <laughs> They're not talking about the things you should gain. They're talking about the things that are threatening your lives and trying to reason with you ways that you can hold on to man's things and still have God. Yep. And honestly, that's not true. It's not true. If I'm sitting with women and I'm talking to them about seven traits they can find seven traits they can see in a man that will prove to them he's a man of God, I'm already setting them in a bad way. Yep. Because I'm telling them to trust eyes that are set up to lead them astray. Bible says that all this in the world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes of pride of life. These eyes that we carry are constantly in a position to lead us astray. Always. I can't trust my eyes, and that's why I don't. He said we walk by faith and not by sight. sight. I can't walk by faith if my mind is connected to the things of man. I have to walk by faith and not by sight by taking my eyes out the equation, which are the only way I interact with the things of man, mm. and using my faith, which is the only way I the ever interact, interact with, with the things of God. Mm -hmm. This is the truth. Whether people want to hear it or not, that's fine. Most of the people that don't want to hear this would have been done with this podcast within the first 10 <laughs> minutes. So I know the only people who are ago. still listening at 33 minutes in are people who really want to hear this. So guess what? I'm going to keep on talking. Sorry. Some people say you shouldn't preach to the choir. But quite, quite frankly, if you don't talk to the choir, sometimes they get off tune. Mm. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Not really, but kind of. A, it's a bar. <laughs> it, it, it's something. <laughs> So Galatians 5 and 7 say, ye did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Mm. See, we got to be careful about the hindrances and what they're hindering. Since we know that when our mind is set on the things of man, on life, we know that it's hindering us. But hindering us from what? Obeying. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, Peter... You are hindering me from doing what? Obeying my father. That's right. My father told me, I'm not telling you this because I want to. My father told me that I have to endure pain from the judges, the scribes, and the Pharisees, and that I'm going to die, and on the third day I'm going to rose, rise. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that's not happening today. Yep. How do you have more authority than God? People don't understand. You don't have the things you want in life right now because God didn't grace you with those things. But you'll have people walk up to you and say, it's okay. Your Boaz is coming or your car is coming <laughs> or that house is coming. Hindrances. How do you know? How do you know? So you know more than God. The Bible says that he withholds no good thing from him who walks uprightly. If you feel like you're walking uprightly or you feel like you're giving it all the effort you can, if you don't have something, it's because you ain't supposed to have it. You're not supposed to have it. Yep. 
And anybody who tells you otherwise is a hindrance to your faith. It's a hindrance to you obeying God. Yep. Because there's some things that God want you to do that you ain't doing because you so caught up in the things of man. If Jesus was caught up in the things of man, he wouldn't have heard the voice of his father and he wouldn't have obeyed him. That's right. Some of y'all don't hear the voice of your father and you don't obey him because you caught up in the things of man. Peter didn't realize the things of God at that time because he was caught up in the what? Things of man. man. If he understood the things of God, he wouldn't have said that to Jesus. That's right. He would have said, how can we help you obey your father? Yeah. But if you think about our interactions with people and stuff, that's all they do. They are, they're all hindrances. And if we realize that, it would really change who we consider friends. And- Don't tell me that you're my friend as a Christian and you aren't helping me obey God. That's right. Peter should have been like, how can I help you obey your father, yes. Jesus? Man, that news you just told me, it hurt my heart. But I know if you're saying it, it's from the father. It's from the father. How can I help you? Do he want me to kill you? <laughs> I can, I'll kill you right now. He, that's the way we have to be. Yeah. Don't tell me, whoa, you talking some deep stuff. I don't feel like you got to do all that, Antoinette. These people try and hinder you from the truth. That's right. Antoinette, you, I honestly, I feel like you, right at this point, you spending way too much time in the Bible. You becoming so heavenly minded, you know earthly good. These are things that are said by Christians yep. who are hindering us from obeying the truth. That's right. And I wish we would just read into that in the language. Like, if you really think about the conversations and stuff, you'll see it. I just feel sad now. When I'm talking to people and they're like, Forrest, it's not that serious. Forrest, it's not that deep. Hindrance. I'll be like, safe travels to the bottom. Yep. Because I promise you, it's not that deep now. But when you actually hit that hole, you're going to see how deep it is. <laughs> yes. Safe travels. Safe travels. My heart goes out to you because I used to be that person. Yep, you're not there. Sometimes I look at people, I'm just like, you ain't, you're not there yet. You'll see we, a person we... who's sitting there and, and eating a salad and you'll be like, I don't see how they could do that. It ain't that deep. Like if you got to go through all that to lose weight, well, I mean, geez, you might as well just eat the pizza. That's a person trying to hinder you. <laughs> they hindering you. Make sure that you visit them at their funeral. Yes. Make sure you go to the hospital with them when they having a heart attack, mm-hmm. when they having a stroke. Don't make fun of them. Care for them That's right. because they just misguided. Don't let them make you feel bad about it. That's right. People make fun of vegans. I don't make fun of vegans. My heart goes out to you. I respect you because you take this seriously. Mm-hmm. And I honor that conviction because guess what? Nobody it else got is it. is that serious. It is. And the people that care about you, even if that ain't where your heart is, at least have enough conviction and understanding and love to support somebody whose conviction is there. That's right. Why are you going to mock them? People That's mock. That's what we do. They mock yes. us. Yep. They mock us. They laugh. Yep. Seriously, I mean, I can get the word from pastor. I don't really feel like you got to do all that podcasting. I don't really feel like... We just left church. What you church. trying to be an evangelist? Yeah, what are you trying to do? <laughs> like, we just left church. Why are we talking about the word some more? I'm sorry. I just want to talk about the thing that gives me life. What do you want to talk about? Something that takes life from me? It's true. You want to live life instead of having life. I want to have life. That's right. There is a life that we live, and there's a life that we have, mm-hmm. that we possess. Mm-hmm. That life is life 
more abundantly. Come on, you could just live this life. People say it all the time. They be doing stuff and like, this is the life. The Bible said, this is eternal life, that we might believe in the Son and receive by faith that redemption. Mm. I don't want life. I want eternal life. I don't want life. I want abundant life. Why in the world? I said this in a song that somebody, most people will never hear. But I said, it's not okay that God is having his way in everybody but me. Mm. And it's not all right that I'm living my life but not living it abundantly. Yes, We have to start realizing that. You see God moving in people, giving them peace, and you still in your storm. Yes. You still soaking wet. You still hurt. You still full of sorrow. You don't have to be that way. There is an alternative. There is a better way. <laughs> Yes, we both live in life, but only one of us is having it abundantly. It's different. You read a scripture earlier. There's two women grinding. One stays, the other goes. Mm -hmm. One of them was just living life. Mm -hmm. The other one had life. Mm -hmm. Boy, boy, boy. Y'all don't realize that until it happened. Until it happened. Two women in a hair salon. One woman's hair is gone. One woman's out of here. The mm. other woman, she's going to finish her dry. Sir. Two men on the basketball court. One man going to finish that game. The other man is not. Sure. But it's good. You get to finish your game. You live in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's two people sitting there texting. One person going to finish that sentence. The other person not. When God pulls us and he takes us and says, you have life, so therefore I'm going to give you. Life. Mm-hmm. Somebody's just going to be living life and God be like, you don't get to have life. Yes. That's the reality of this. If you think it's too deep, you you are surely on the wrong podcast. You need to go listen to Two Dope Queens. You need to go listen to uh, On One with Angela Rye. You need to listen to... <laughs> you promote all these podcasts. I don't, I don't care. Go listen to them. They got a lot of content about living life. They do. But if you want some content about having life, welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Glad to have you. Glad to have you here. Because my messaging, my my preaching, my conversation, my content, my songs, everything that comes from me is about having life. Because I know what it's like to live life. Living life don't always end up the way we think it does. It does. Living life is a weight. It's hard. It's heavy. It it's hard for me to be heavenly minded when I'm so weighted down. It's hard to have our head in the clouds when we're buried six feet in problems. Because mm-hmm. we're insha- insatiable. Humans are insatiable. So that's problems you, will never stop. That's why you put on the weight. Yeah. You live in so much life that you fall on it. Yep. Full on life. It's too much. Wait, 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 what is the song that said lust for life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got lust for life. I know you do. And that's why you you so weighed down by it. Yep. You're a slave to it. You're a slave to it. You're a glutton to life. Some of you like, oh, I never eat that much to get that fat. Not realizing that you are feasting upon your own desires yep. and you are morbidly obese with sin. John 10 and 10 says, the thief cometh not but to steal, 
kill, and destroy. I am come that they might have, they might have, I don't know why I just said it like that, <laughs> that they might have life and that they might have it what? More abundantly. More abundantly. The type of life that don't stop. Mm. He said the thief come to end life. Mm. Destroy life. He know it. Kill he, life. He not coming with a pitchfork to end life. No, he coming at that mind. He coming at that mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The people that's killing us ain't the dope dealer. It's the waitress. Come on now. They trying to teach me about say no to drugs. They look, They had McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> they had the little green stickers with the yuck face on there. The, you know, all of this dare stuff. Yeah, I knew to say no to drugs. But that ain't the only thing that's killing us. Yeah. Some of y'all proud that you don't use drugs. Some of you proud that you don't smoke or drink no more. But you are still consuming things that are killing you. Now let's take it to the spiritual. Some of you are glad that you're not cussing no more. Some of you glad that you go to church now. Some of you glad that you read the Bible occasionally. Some of you glad that you pray. But you still are carrying a weight that you refuse to let go. Mm -hmm. You wanted to introduce God to you. God didn't want to be introduced to nobody. He wanted to come to an empty heart. He did. You got a whole, you got a whole guess. You got a whole, you got a, a welcoming committee there. And he like, okay, so I'm gonna need lust to go. I'm gonna need sadness to go. I didn't All need this. This this is not a surprise party. <laughs> this place should be empty. Yes. Come on now. It's like it's like y'all, when y'all move out, y'all tend to leave y'all junk. In the house that you're moving out of. Yep. Move that stuff out. Yep. Still prepare, got stuff on the wall. <laughs> prepare the place for the person that's coming behind you. That's right. Get, get that heart right. That's right. You know you you you've been living in that heart for years now. You know you left it a mess. Patch that mess up. Get it clean. Get it right for God. Welcome him into a nice place. And don't leave no remnants of what was there there. <laughs> Let it go. Sorry. Let it go. The things of man are hindering us from receiving the things of life. Even how you was talking about Lot's wife. Like, she had enough strength to walk away, but not enough. To she, let go. Not enough to let go. We smart. We know Jesus is the way. Mm-hmm. We know Jesus is the way. <laughs> we know Jesus is the way. We know it. But we don't realize he said narrow is the way. Right now, you too fat to fit in there. Jesus. He said, lay aside the weight that so easily make it so you can't fit in this narrow way. Wow. Come on, I know. you. Some of y'all think God is like that stretchy pair of jeans you put on. <laughs> you know they don't fit, but you like, if I wiggle this right, if I suck in enough air, if I get at the right angle, if I let gravity do some of the work, Jump up and down. I can get in these. That's not the, that's not the kingdom of heaven. It's it's slim fit, <laughs> boot cut. It's it, it's it's tight. It's yeah. a tight fit, and it ain't no give to it. Like them Levi's. That's how Levi's jeans. Yeah, ain't no ain't no, no give spandex, to it. No spandex, no nothing. No stretch. These ain't no parasukos. Jesus is not a parasuko type guy. He is all about the perfect fit. Y'all want this off the rack gospel. 
Jesus is not an off-the-rack God. He ain't on some off-the-rack stuff. He is custom fit. And you either was made for this or you ain't getting in it. Mm. We sing them songs, make me over. Why he got to make you over? Because you need to fit in this. I got the armor of God. You don't got the armor of God on because you can't fit it. You go into every situation with ill-fitted armor. <laughs> if, if your armor don't fit, then you exposed. You like, I got the chest plate of righteousness. Not with them. Not with that chest. It's baggy. It's all the way down. <laughs> not with that chest. It's a little, little small breastplate trying to cover up your bigness. Jesus. The bigness of what? Your desires. The gluttonous of your desires. You're he having a ball life. Having a ball. He said that they were led away by their bellies, Jesus. their appetite. Mm. Come on now. Y'all, they said a way to a man's heart is his stomach. True words have never been spoken. All right, we cutting this off. We just got to keep going. True words have never been spoken. Oh, yes, the way to a man's heart is through his appetite. And guess what? He don't just like your home cooking. (laughs) 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 He don't just like your your sweet potato pie, sweetie. He, He like all the pies. Any pies, and it don't even matter that it's yours. It's <laughs> all of it. Oh, he like all the pies. It ain't even just your cherry, pie. blueberry, sweet potato. Sister down the street pie. Sister up the road pie. <laughs> he just got a sweet tooth. Yeah, I ain't, hey, <laughs> hey. I'll be laughing at this that. This is week. our podcast. You know what I mean? This is this is what we here to talk about, right? Let's talk, before we close out, I want to talk about somebody who made a decision, the same decision we need to make. Mm. Hebrews 11, 24 through 28 is talking about Moses. And it says, by faith, Moses, when he grew up, because some of us, we got to make sure we say this. Some of y'all haven't grown up. Mm. But for those of you who have put away childish things, this is for you. If you still childish, them late bloomer Christians... Those uh, those Christians, we not sure whether you are an adult or a child. You like, I'm not a baby. I am man. We like, no, no, <laughs> no. You a baby. <laughs> you a baby still. You like, look at my dad. Look at my prayer. Look at my. No, I'm not looking at your prayer. I'm not looking at you reading the Bible. You still You're a so baby. baby. You don't. You don't tell me. You Benjamin Button out here. I'm with no more Benjamin Button Christians. <laughs> We tired of these Benjamin Button Christians. It can't you be. You want to convince me you a grown man and you You're look a like a baby. You not a man. You, you baby. a baby. Still easily beset. You still easily beset. You still walk around with mess on you. Still walk around with mess. You weighed down. Diaper just dragging. Full of it. Waiting for somebody to change you. Change yourself. Change yourself. Now, back to what we was talking about. We got to go. Let's finish this out. Goodness gracious. He said, when Moses grew up, when he finally walked in the maturity that he was supposed to be walking in, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I know Pharaoh's daughter picked him up from that basket. He was floating down the Nile. You're not my mama. He said, he, he said I appreciate all you did. 
but you ain't my rightful parent. See, when we finally grow up and we cry out, Abba, Father, mm. and we take on the spirit of adoption. I'm talking to my, my older Christians right now. When we take on the spirit of adoption and we call out, Abba, Father, Yes, Lord. And we say, Jesus, you are my father now. You're my heavenly father. When we say that, guess what we do? We refuse to be called anybody else's son or daughter. Mm. We and, renounce. And that's so we, deep because uh, you, you think about the resentment people have towards their parents and stuff oh like that. Goodness. It's like. Do you think about the things that they accept in their lives because of the family tree they were born in? He said, when you take on the spirit of adoption, you refuse mm. to be associated with an old birthright when you said you were born again. again. That's for, that was for my old church members. I had to, had to get them something to shout off of. Don't, don't knock your drink over. <laughs> don't knock your drink over. Just calm back down. Just take a second. We're going to take a pause real quick. <sighs> I'm not a man. I have a baby. <laughs> but choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He took on his rightful place with the people of God, but that meant he had to suffer. Mm. See, we, we, when we take on a rightful place as a king's kid, like y'all said, well, you're going to have to suffer like the king did. How you a king's kid, but you don't want to suffer like the king did? <laughs> Amen. Come on. I had you at the door. Come on now. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Come uh, on. This is some stuff. This is the realness. And then the fact that he said, rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Like, he acknowledged that they're enjoyable, let's, let's, but he also acknowledged they're fleeting. Let's keep it real. Sin is pleasurable. I'm not talking about name your poison. I'm talking about adhering to your desires. Period. 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 On every level. On every level. Because some of you like, well, I don't even go to the club no more. We're talking about you adhering to every desire of your heart. You you grow older, your desires change. You don't want to dance in the club no more. You don't want to. You're tired. But like... you do want to sit and gossip all Sunday mm-hmm. night. You do sit on the phone and tear down people all yep. day. I'm talking about he decided he will no longer gratify himself with his desires. Sorry. But he took on the desires of God, mm. which meant being mistreated. Mm. Sometimes when we say that we for, for Christ we live, for Christ we die, when we say we Christians, sometimes we're alienated. Sometimes it's we're true. ostracized. It's true. Sometimes we're ridiculed. Sometimes we're mocked. Sometimes we are uh, treated with prejudice at our jobs, at our homes, That's that mistreatment. at our churches. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we speak the truth that we feel a true conviction of, mm-hmm. we are called uh, uh, being rebellious. Yeah, or doing too much. Or that's, doing too that's much. That's offensive, yeah. He said, you, that's part of being part of this birthright. That's right. He said, get used to it. Because mm-hmm. you have a greater it. purpose. Kurt, like I, Kurt Franklin said something on Twitter last night. You know, I don't agree with everything he said, but he said, the church doesn't prepare people for pain. Mm. Well, guess what? I love all the peace too. Just to, but we yeah. gonna we gonna prepare people for pain today. That's right. Guess what? Moses made a choice. He refused to take the easy way 
out. out. Because he knew the easy way out don't always end easy. It's true. Say it again. The easy way out don't end easy. He said, but if you take the hard road, there is a reward at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Come on now, guys. If you go lift weights and run and not eat the things you like, it's hard. It is hard. It hurts. It's tough. You feel like you're mistreating yourself <laughs> right now. Mm -hmm. He said, but when those fleeting pleasures of burgers turn into everlasting pain, come on now, that fleeting pleasure, that burger, you don't even, you can't recall the taste of that burger. Can't. If you want to remember that taste, you got to go get another what? Burger. Burger. Mm. But the the cause that it the effect, effect that it, it causes in your life is besets you. Yes, besets you. And I'm, it's it's that deep when it comes to that. When I'm you're talking, dealing with diseases, it wasn't that deep when you was eating. This it. is important to me because I'm talking to two types of people. I'm talking to the overweight people physically who are just like me, and we gotta start to take care of ourselves in the church. We do. We got to start eating right. We got to start doing those things. But I'm talking about those overweight Christians in their heart. Yes. I'm talking to y'all too. There's two types of people that are permeating the churches and they're morbidly obese people who are morbidly obese in their spirit. That's right. We OD on life. Come on now. Come on now. How many, how many church funerals y'all been to from people who died from things that could have been fixed had they changed their lifestyle? And how many people you going to know going to open their eyes in hell and have to suffer a fate that they didn't have to if they just changed their lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Come Oh, my goodness. I, let, let's finish these scriptures out. I ain't going to get to them all. But he said, 26, he considered the reproach or suffering of Christ a greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. We're going to leave that there. We're going to leave that there. You have to understand. It's the greater. The value is greater. If you don't see the greater wealth, if you don't see God as a greater wealth than the treasures of this world, if you don't see living for Christ and being a Christian as a greater value mm. than living for yourself, then you, you, you're, not, you're not in it. Even when you think of speaking the truth to people versus being their friend and stuff, it's like if you don't see the greater value you in that. You're missing it. You're missing it. You're, you're missing it's it. A a, you have a great. I don't want you to like me. I don't want to be your friend. I want to. I want to help you. I want you to. There's a greater value in obeying God than there is in in preserving or saving your life. Yes. Jesus realized there's a greater value in me dying yes. than me living. There's a greater value in all of us dying to ourselves than living. Scripture says to live is Christ and to die is gain. Set your minds not on the things of earth, but the things above. Man, this was a good one. This was, a, this was fun. Oh, yeah, time flew. You're looking at time like, we done? Yes, we done. It's like we just got we just we just got started. You feel what you feel like? It was slow at the beginning. <laughs> no, it just went by fast. It went by fast. This was this one of my favorites. This one going in the books, boy. Yes. We starting fall off right. We starting we starting cuffing season. Hey, hey, hey. We starting <laughs> cuffing season by cuffing the enemy up. <laughs>
We're gonna cuff the enemy up. That's right. Some somebody not gonna have their bait this 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 season. That's because right. they heard this podcast. That's right. Somebody Gary text you what you doing and you about to say, serving God. That's right. One less one. <laughs> one less. Hey, 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 I'm not a baby, I am man. Look at my God. Look at my God. <laughs> He's Come dabbing us. We gotta stop this. Episode 31. Losing weight. Lose that weight. Trim the fat. <laughs> Amen. God bless. <laughs>